0: Hello, everyone. Hello, world. This is Brendan Walker, Brewster 702, coming out uh, of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I'm excited. This is going to be our first episode of the Divine Apex uh, podcast. And so I have a special guest here, and it is Miss Brandy Bayonetta. Thank you for uh, stopping through. Thank you. Yes, definitely, definitely. So today we wanted to review a few things. We wanted to kind of go through... Uh, ownership of businesses and being an entrepreneur and the ins and outs and how uh, how tough it is in reality I mean, everyone looks at uh, uh, people who own businesses they look at them as someone who makes a lot of money someone who actually is just you know going golfing and things like that but at the end of the day it, it really comes down to really the hard work the grind the investment, the time that it takes to grow a business from the start to finish, or even if you're in the business of maybe buying another business that's already active, there is a lot of work that needs to be done. Now, at the end of the day, yes, it could be very successful, and yes, you can make a lot of money depending you know, on which type of business that you're doing and how much you're putting into it. Uh, but we definitely want to make sure that we can uh, kind of explain some things because, you know, for me personally, I own several businesses. Brandy actually has run. Uh, several of those those businesses as well um, you know so I've had an insurance business uh, we have real estate uh, we also have a professional maid service we have the vending machine business so we got our hands in a lot of different things and so uh, today we just want to kind of review a few things about what it takes to own and run a business um, and here we are in Las Vegas Nevada you know the the city of it all you know obviously you know uh but we, we want to see exactly what it feels like to you know for our audience to basically feel what it feels like for us to be who we are today so brandy i want to open it up to you and, and ask you a couple questions to kind of you know just kind of dive into it you know so you know what was your experience when when we basically started the the professional uh maid service
1: um you have to have a lot of time and patience and be ready to put in the effort of building relationships with your staff and all of your clients, I think that's going to be the biggest key for managing and getting a business up and off the ground is your relationships in your community and with your staff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, that really, obviously in any particular business, that's going to mean a lot because the fact is that really you got to have the right staff in place. you got to have the staff that's going to be able to get along with each other as well, too. Because, I mean, you're, you know, as an employee, you're going to be spending more time with these individuals than you would be with your own spouse and your own family. Because you're working eight hours a day, you come home, you're eating, and then you're going back to bed, you know, so, and then repeating the process over again. But, you know, the business itself, depending on what business it actually is, there's a lot that's involved. That a lot of people don't know about, and specifically with our our, our particular maid service out here called You've Got Maids, we got to throw in that plug. You've Got Maids of Henderson, look us up. Um, but with that, I mean, there's a lot involved. I mean, there's, I mean, when when I first bought the business back in two thousand in uh, April two thousand nineteen, it, it wasn't, you know, I, I thought, you know, okay, cool, you know, you pay your franchise fee, you get it started, but you know, they really don't tell you a lot of the other things that that are involved in that where you've got supplies but keep it in mind you may think that you have supplies when you start but you're not really thinking in your mind like okay i gotta replace these supplies constantly right um you've got to buy supplies you gotta buy towels the, the microfiber towels the vacuums you think that okay you know what i've had a vacuum in my house for for the last few years but when you're talking about professional maid service and you're going in and out of these homes I mean, you're going through vacuums, right? I mean, how many vacuums do you think that the the business has gone through? You know, you know, either backpacks vacuums have gone through in the last uh, the last several years.
1: Well, we have at least had ten vacuums, and we get them serviced weekly. I mean, when you're cleaning thirty plus homes a week in the cleaning business. Even if you have a commercial-grade vacuum, you're constantly having it serviced or it's needing to be replaced. I mean, there's definitely a lot of things that you don't think about that mm-hmm. are going to go into that. Yeah. The training of your staff, while you're trying to train them, working leads to keep the schedule full so that you have the hours for all of your staff. I mean, there there is a lot that goes into it. I know when we first started and going scratch, um, I was probably... I mean, I was working twenty four seven, booking jobs at midnight, taking every email and every single phone call just to keep our schedule booked and keep our staff busy making money.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's a grind. I mean, it's obviously a grind in the beginning, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we were very very successful for a long period of time. I mean, that business, you know, uh, you know, kudos to you. I mean, with that business, I mean, we. We were in the top ten in the country out of almost eighty. I think it was like eighty-six franchises across the country at that particular time. So um, you know, there's a lot involved. I mean, it's not like you know. Even though we made a lot during that particular time uh, in in being in that top ten, there's just there's just a lot of expenses that goes along with businesses that a lot of people don't know. Because not only are you you know you've got your rent for your place, you've got the supplies. You know, we actually had two, to up to three vehicles at the time as well, too. So now you've got three insurances. You've got gas for all three vehicles. Um, then you've got uh, you've got your business license that you've got to pay for. You've got your city license that you have to Workman's pay for. Comp. Workman's comp that you have to pay for. So that that's just the the, the top of the of the iceberg for that. But long and behold, you've got your wages. You know, and depending on what type of business that you try to start or that you are starting. Um, You've got you've got these things that are that are kind of like fixed costs that uh, that you can't change. You, you can't change the fact that you know when you're running a business that revolves around uh, you know labor. You, you can't change that. You're going to always have labor costs. You're going to always have rent because you have that particular place. You're going to always need supplies. I and mean, we've gone through so many towels, uh, microfiber towels, over the years because you know depending on you know a particular house that we clean or or, or something like that, they're going to ruin towels. Or they lose their, they they lose like the the elastic the touch to them, where those little sticky things with the microfibers. So there's a lot of things that are actually involved uh, in, in these particular businesses. But at the end of the day, you know, it is a gratifying business because you know you have freedom. You have freedom to go to the office. You have freedom to, um, you know, do mobile. You know, for mobile phones. Um, you know, as an owner and as an office manager as well, that you have those type of things where you can go out and and be able to still uh, effectively run the business without actually having to be there with mates, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm.
1: And I love, like, the day-to-day change. Like, that job is never the same. Nothing you do on any given day is ever going to be the same as any other day you've ever had.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the beauty about having that type of business. I mean, specifically, we're just talking about the mains business, but we have other businesses that we've have actually have gone through before and uh, been able to, you know, start those ones up and continue to, to, to finish those ones out, too. So it's, you know, with this particular business that I wanted to, you know, kind of address today, because obviously you've been pretty much involved in this one more so than the other two, um, but we just wanted to find out for sure, just from your opinion about... You know what what it takes to be an office manager on a daily basis. I mean, dealing with the staff. I mean, what, what's your what's your actual take on, you know, dealing with the staff, you know, on a daily basis?
1: The actual <laughs> the actual dealing with the staff is constant phone calls, constant questions. I mean, I have a very close relationship with our staff. I mean, we're literally like family, so I think they reach out to me a lot more than they would like an average manager because they have that comfortable connection with me. But yeah, I mean, dealing with the staff, you're dealing with nine to 12 different personalities every single day, all day long. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got families. They've got health. They've got this. Everyone's got their things. So you're trying to work out their schedules. You're trying to think about them and their needs and their families. Then you're trying to think about everybody else and what they're going to need and dealing with clients Um, if there's a complaint then they don't know how to handle it they're calling for that they're scared to make a bad decision so they don't make any decision (laughs) they call me for every tiny question so I mean just really like I said every day is different some days they all boss up and they handle the day perfectly and I don't hear from them at all and then there's other days where it's like they're not even sure if they should turn right or go left and they have to call me.
0: Hmm, yeah, well, I mean, every day is a new day for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no doubt about that at all. Um, you know, dealing with staff, I mean, for me, you know, with with the several sort of businesses that I've, I've dealt with, I mean, it, there's a lot of different personalities. There's a lot of different personalities. There's a lot of, of different schedules as well. You know, there's families that are involved. There's actual kids, you know, there's kids involved, there's spouses involved. Um, you know, people come in, they, they you know, they they want to give you the world. And then something, you know, affects them in their lives. And then they have to leave the position or whatever. And then you've got to find someone to replace them. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, we're, we're going through just our discussion here, you know, kind of giving an overview of, you know, the goods and the bads with, with this particular business. But, I mean, this the same goods and bads with this is, can be the same goods and bads within the other business as well, too. You know, at the end of the day, you're still going to have issues with staff. Um, taking off, being sick, having you know doctors' appointments and things like that, uh, but you still have to run a business, you know. At the end of the day, because if someone calls off and someone can't be replaced, I mean, you as a manager would have to step in and 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 and, uh, and, and help out where that that uh, employee couldn't be there during the day, or if they're sick, or if they catch COVID. You know, nowadays, you know, COVID is uh, you know it's it's still going around, and and you now you know in the beginning it was like you got to be Basically, in the home for fourteen days, and so we've had some people before that actually had COVID, and we had to let them stay at home for fourteen days, and that's one maid that's down. Um, then they changed the rules. To, uh, the uh, CDC changed the rules to, to ten days, and now it's all the way down to five days. Uh, so, because most people have been vaccinated and whatnot, but uh, it, you know, but it's still a deterrent to the to the business, you know, and, and and when you have a set schedule where you know exactly what you're going to have the next day. Someone's gonna call off. Someone's gonna get sick. You know, someone's gonna have food poisoning or whatever it may be. Kids may be sick, and so that's why it's very, uh, very important uh, to have someone who's very involved in the business to be able to to jump into that spot if we actually do lose a mate, right?
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we did have a period where, uh, well, we went all the way through COVID without one single team member yeah. catching COVID. That's and- lucky. Yeah, and we doubled our revenue for the cleaning business during COVID. Uh, when you were mentioning, like, we were top 10 in the country. I mean, there were several, you've got needs here in the United States that actually closed their offices yeah. completely.
0: Unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, yeah, we did have a period where our entire staff had COVID right after the holidays. And, yeah, I did have to step in. But, I mean, that's not something that above i mean i personally trained each one of our team members and cleaned houses with them for the first like two years that we've had that business so that they know what our expectation is so for me that's not not a problem
0: yeah i mean and you are right i mean to to uh to know that other franchises across the country that have been in that top 10 bracket or in the top 20 or even the top 30 uh, that 86 or 87 a franchise across the country they have closed their doors you know i know someone personally that i know in california um you know who's owned a uh, a maid he actually owned a hotel he had a hotel he ran it you know efficiently and effectively went into the maid's business as well after he sold the hotel and and he had to he had to shut down the business because it came down to the fact that you know employees were were very scarce during that time you know, a lot of people were scared to get COVID. I mean, there were a lot of deaths during that, uh, you know, during 2019, 2020, and, 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 and uh, actually it was 2020 when it actually started to hit. Uh, I believe it was like in February of 2020 when COVID really hit rapid, And so a lot of people were scared, you know, and we lost a lot of our business because of the fact that a lot of, you know, of our clients did not want us to come to the home because they did not know what, you know, what could be you know creeping around the corner there with COVID, you know, mm-hmm. so that's really where I wanted to to bring a lot of that those uh, particular types of stories out because it, it is difficult you know in these in particular times and, and now that a lot of people out there who are employees you know it, it's funny because a lot of businesses are like okay, you got to have employees you got to do this you got to go to the office and you got to. You know, and, and a lot of people who were going to the offices and, and going and having a lot of these jobs, they're like, you know, what do I need this for? What, you know, well, let me try something else and, and give something else a go. You know, now's the time where the cities were being shut down, the roads were being shut down, and people were starting to dig down deep and say, you know what, let me try something else. Let me, let me try a new craft or whatever it may be. And so, you know, during that time, we were still active because we were still getting a lot of phone calls because people were like, you know what, I don't like my old job. I want, I want this new job. I want to be able to, you know, to, to have the flexibility that I didn't have with my other job and still being able to be home by a certain time. And so we were able to, to be successful during that time because we had 12 maids at that time. That's a lot. You know? That's a lot for you know, a small business that started you know, within a year and a half and being able to have 12 maids actively and they got along with each other. And we were having the schedules that were booked because, you know, we did, um, you know, feed off of the fact that our chemicals were able to kill COVID on contact on surfaces and things like that. So we did get a lot of our business because of that, uh, you know, because of those type of uh, uh, claims, right? Mm
1: -hmm. No, I agree. Yeah, -hmm.
0: absolutely. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that... uh, that if you are out there and you are looking to get in the business, I mean you've got to get a business license. You've got to get your, you know, you got to go on the, uh, um, uh, the IRS, uh, the IRS website and get yourself an EIN number. You know whether it's an EIN number, it's a tax ID number, whatever you guys want to call it. You got to get that first to be able to start your business. And then from there, you start. You got to get the business licenses, and then you have to figure out which city that you're in. And be able to go down and get your business license for that particular city, so there's a there's a there's a starting process to all of this. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure that if it is a business that you that you like that you love, go for it, right? I mean that's that's really it. At the, you, you gotta go for what what you what you want, you know, out of life, right?
1: Hundred percent, definitely. I mean, what are your
0: what mean? What are your thoughts about it? I mean, like. Is there something else that, you know, that you feel that, you know, that, that people should know going into a business?
1: Um, Is something specific. I mean, really, you just have to be prepared to put in the blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, I think that for me, I'm glad that we have each other because I don't deal with the paperwork and the money and the payroll. I just get to deal with like the relationships, mm-hmm. building the schedule, drawing the business. Like that's my strong part. Yeah. Uh, and your strong part is like systems and making sure all the money's right. And this is here. And, uh, you know, I just think that we're a great team in that aspect, but yeah, absolutely. I think if somebody has a business idea for sure, go for it, like, yeah. why not? Just be
0: prepared for the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, I mean, it's not all just uh, you know church music and uh, you know and unicorns and, and all that. Other and things.
1: Butterflies. It's not. <laughs>
0: it's it, it definitely is a grind because it's a lot of investment too. I mean, you really have to make sure that you've got enough money to start not only start the business but you also need to have a cash flow as well uh, where you've got you've got money in the bank to be able to buy supplies. You have to have a credit card to be able to be to be able to be used on on point for whether it's in this particular type of business, well, you know, gas and, and supplies. And, and it, it can be pretty expensive too. I mean, because we could run out of a, a several uh, solutions um, at the same exact time. And if you're not prepared for that, I mean, that could be a couple hundred dollars there that day. And then you have gas for the week and that's another $200. And then a, a, a vacuum cleaner might break. And then there's another, you know, 80 bucks to get that fixed. Um, so you got to be prepared, you know, through a lot of these particular things and be able to have, you know, some assets to be able to, to, to help out the business when it actually kind of, uh, you know, kind of it gets a little bit rocky. But, you know, if you can continue to build the business, um, you know, do a lot of social media. And I, I think that's kind of where we, we became a little bit more amped into growing the business because I know that, you know, in the beginning, I think that you and I both said, we got to get Google reviews. And I told you that in the beginning that, Google reviews nowadays, you know, it used to be Yelp. You know, Yelp was the big thing, you know, about four or five years ago. But then, when a lot of business owners realized how Yelp runs, where they were hiding, you know, hiding good reviews because someone was in an avid, you know, in quotations, an avid Yelper, um, they were hiding those good reviews. And even though we used them uh, or they used our services and we asked them for a review, it was still hidden. Mm-hmm. So it made it look like. A lot of the bad ones were if there were bad reviews, they were always sticking, even though we only had it was the same situation when we had one client and one client went on there and, and said, Hey, they didn't clean this, they didn't clean that, or whatever it may be. Um, or someone who was just lying. You know, I mean, you know how hard it was to 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 get those bad reviews of somebody who wasn't even our client that went on the wrong website or we did do a service for them, but they they didn't they didn't want to do the process or they didn't want to pay the fee or or they said it was too high when we got there and so we walked away and they're like, oh they didn't they didn't come and clean our home and you know so there was a lot of those particular things where um, it was very difficult to get these uh, unwarranted reviews and so that's why I decided to just cancel the whole Yelp thing and then Google became like the the big thing. And so you know over the last three and some you know three and a half years I mean, we've got over 106. I think I looked at it earlier today. It was 106, 107 Google reviews uh, with the 4.7 uh, stars. I mean, and that's huge to have 4.7 stars with that many, re- you know, uh, organic uh, reviews. It's not like we paid some company to do this and paid. This. We were asking all the individuals that we actually did, uh, you know, did service for, and said, "Hey, do you mind if you can, you know, share your experience with other people so that you that's know, not helpful." Oh,
1: well, we don't ask them do you mind we yeah. ask them did, did you were you satisfied with your service today and mm-hmm. when they are over the moon happy with our service then we send them via text message here's the link please go on here and give us a five-star Google review mm-hmm. and that's how I mean that's really how it gets done if you just call someone and ask for a five-star Google review more than likely, they're not going to take the time to go on Google, to find your page, yeah. to give you the review. It's like just easier to send them the link, tell them exactly how to do a five-star Google review,
0: yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you get them. And, and that was the beauty about that. You know, I, I, I located a, um, was it a link generator that was able to automatically go to Google, put a five-star review in there, and, and just send it to the client. I mean, that
1: was through the Google Maps.
0: That's how you were doing it.
1: Was it Google Maps? Yeah, it was Google Maps.
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and I think that was with the, uh, the state farm office at the time. I think. Um, but either way, you're right. It was. Uh, it was a. But then we got the link for Google. Send that to the client. We text it to the client, and then they all they do is click it, and it takes them right to their Google review mm-hmm. with a five stars already implanted in there. All they to do is leave a you know leave some type of a comment or some sort. So. There, there's, there's beauty to everything obviously but there's a lot of pieces to be playing into it you know beside, you know behind the scenes, a lot of people don't know the grind about waking up every single morning early, getting the complaints of our team whether they, you know I'm not feeling well I've got you know, my back hurts my hands hurt we had a bit you know busy day the day before can I have a day off you know those are the bad things but the good thing at it is that we're helping clients right the, the, A lot of clients that, that didn't have their homes clean before, and now had our service, or maybe they had service before with other uh, cleaning companies, but they weren't satisfied, and they were burnt, or whatever it may be. But with us, I mean, we've got that 100, you know, 100% satisfaction guarantee. If something that you did not uh, find satisfactory to your cleaning, you got 24 hours to let us know, and we, we would send back another team to be able to, to do that. And so so there's process to it. You know. We, our staff, always happy. They got paid every single week. On a Monday afternoon they got the same, you know they got their checks but then we had a, a little bonus structure as well you know if a team was doing well and they didn't get a lot of you know bad reviews or or, or, or for us to go back for a retouch up to their uh, to the particular home then we would give them a little ticket you know and then at the end of that we' would give out movie tickets we'd give out uh, you know, half a day off massages you know we would get cash I mean at that one point I mean we were giving out you know, over a hundred and some dollars worth of uh, you know prizes and cash and things like that. It was, it was a a pretty big thing that that we decided to do with our maids to make them happy because it's a it's a grind. It's not the easiest job in the world, right?
1: No, it's not the easiest job. Definitely not, and I definitely think taking care of the professional cleaners that are doing the hardest part of the job is the most important thing. Making sure that they're happy. Yeah. I mean, truly, I would say to our staff is with us today for as long as they've been with us because of their love and loyalty to us. Mm-hmm. I mean cleaning people's toilets every day is not the most glamorous job, yeah. but they actually really love and enjoy that and they have a lot of love and loyalty for us. And so, you know, they show up and get there all every single day.
0: And that's all you can ask for from, from a team. You know, that's all you can ask for is that you've got people who are um that are loyal to you people that are professional um respectful uh and sometimes it's hard it's hard to find you know i mean you can easily go on uh you can easily go on to um uh you know craigslist you can go on to a lot of these other other sites and and just find randoms but but you know there's a lot of good people out there there's a lot of people that are, are willing to work hard you know there are lazy people out there too. I mean, we, we, don't, we just don't paint the, the, the wrong picture, but there's a lot of lazy people out there that probably don't deserve a job. They don't deserve to be in a position to be, you know, going into homes like, the, you know, the homes that we go into and things like that. Um, but, you know, you, that's what the interview process is about. You know, that's why you have to do a background check. You, you got to go back and and look at all the things of their, their previous history. I mean, if someone's going through, you know, multiple jobs in a short period of time, um, you know, that's that's a that's a red flag sometimes. You know, and, and but you you gotta make sure that you go into every interview as it's a brand new person, a brand new experience, and 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 take it that way because you know not everybody has the same you know have lived the same lives and have the same background as well. But that's what we try to look for. You know, and that's what I think that our audience should look for when they're looking to buy a business. It's like, how are your, how are the, how are the employees, you know, what type of business are, are you looking to create? Um, and what type of, you know, what's that vision like for, for your employees? Um, you know, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, you know, you want to look at that you want to be, uh, um, you know, ahead of because I, I know a couple of times that we were so busy that we were losing maids here and there you know, to various, you know, very different situations, obviously. Um, but we needed to replace them, you know, and we didn't have enough maids for the jobs that we had. And, you know, so you always have to be recruiting, regardless of whether or not you love your staff and you love who you have. You've got to be in that in that uh, that range of, of, you know, hiring people and looking, right?
1: Um, yeah, you absolutely have to be hiring constantly, recruiting, again, just relationship building. I mean, most of our staff have come from um, referrals. I mean, either they saw something on Facebook, they know someone that works for us, or they know someone who has worked for us. And then um, those are the type of employees that you really want and that are going to really stay. I mean, it's just like with a client. I mean, a referral is way better than having to go buy a lead or you know get someone brand new off the street because there's already some sort of connection in relationships there you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and that's what it is i mean you, you want to make sure that you have i mean in any particular business you want to make sure you have a good relationship with other people to be able to refer business to them you know and i i feel that you know with me when i was in the insurance business that I failed to do that. I failed to to try to have a referral base from whether it's mortgage brokers or uh, loan officers and things like that, other mom and pop shops, because I think at that point I was like, you know, I was content. I was content with what we had and that, you know, the, the type of business that we were bringing in. But if I could go back in time, I would have wished to be able to have a relationship with these mortgage brokers with loan officers, with assistant loan officers, to be able to to press that envelope, to get more clients, to to get more of those referrals, and and and, and likewise, you know, if, if I've got anybody in my you know in my insurance book at that time, to be able to you know, look, you're renting right now, you're renting a home, you're, you're renting an apartment, but hey, when it is time for you to 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 want to buy a home, please give me a call. I I can refer you to the right people. You know, and then have that thrown back to the realtors and thrown back to the mortgage brokers and things like that. So there's a there's a you know, there's a learning process and, and I wish I could go back and, and relearn that. Uh, but moving forward, that's that's one of the biggest things that I, I, I would love to to start doing now is get some of these people underneath uh, you know underneath our office and our, our belts to be able to refer out. Because look, you close a home uh, as a as a realtor you're happy you're gonna get your three percent, company's gonna get their other three percent. But what are you gonna to do to the client? You know? Do them you know, have a have something special. Some people do flowers, some people do candy or little packages or whatever, but what about giving them a you've got maids gift card and, and being able to have that house have a fresh clean, you know, so we can do the move-in cleaning, we can move the you know, do the move out cleaning of the old one, we can do a move-in cleaning of the new one. So these are a lot of options that we can do to help out clients. And that's this specific you know, specific business. You know, any other business, you know, you, you, you gotta have a referral base, regardless, whether it's the vending machine business, whether it's the real estate business, the insurance business, uh, even car washes, you know, mobile car washes. Um, you know, obviously with look, you, you were just rubbing your eye with the nails and eyelashes, right? I mean, you need to have connections. With people, because a lot of a lot of that stuff is like word of mouth. Hey, look, you gotta go check out this person. This is my this is my girl who does my my hair, my nails, my eyelashes. You know, and and if that's a, a way to throw around business, that's good for everybody. At the end of the day, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I've been sharing a lot about relationship with me. I mean, that to me is key in business of any any business you have you have to have relationship building, and I do not believe in buying the leads and spending money to find business. If you have the right relationships in your community you're just going to have business flowing at you because people know who you are, they like you they trust you, they believe in you and they want to send you Mm -hmm. their friends, their family their clients so it doesn't matter for the insurance, for the uh, real estate or the cleaning i mean i would say that's our biggest uh way of getting business is word of mouth i mean google itself says everything that you need to know about us as a company us as professional cleaners what we do and how good we are at what we do Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah i mean really any business is all relationship building for your clients and for your staff
0: yeah i absolutely agree i mean i i think that You know, for our audience out there that, you know, if you are thinking about going into business or you're thinking about trying to even even if you're an employee and you're trying to, you know, grow your book of business or grow your uh, your reach, you got to pass out your business cards. I mean, even though people are saying nowadays that the the regular business card is is uh, is out. Look, they've got new business cards. I mean, I've got one right in my wallet right now where you just tap someone's phone and it automatically gives all of my information for, you know, my Google, my uh, my name, my address, my phone number, cash app. I mean, like it, it has everything on it. The website, uh, fax, mach- it has everything. I mean, so even if someone does not have your physical card, you can be able to do like I think I mine's called Dot or, or, or something like that. I think it's called Dot Dot Com that you can go to a uh, little plug out for them. Um, but you can go to them and, and, and order some cards and be able to use those because it's a digital market nowadays. You know, a lot of people. I mean, no nobody wants to. You know, no one has Rolodexes anymore. You know, right? Put your put your information in my phone and I'll talk to you soon. Right? Mm-hmm. So that that's the, that's a big that's a big piece to a lot of this is that. You want to be able to to stay ahead of the curve, you know. Now, technology with social media, you know, these type of uh, digital uh, business cards. This stuff means a lot, and if you want to grow your business, that's where you have to do. it. That's where the marketing comes into play. You got to post. I mean, I, I'm a big you know advocate of uh, you know Gary Vee. Shout out to Gary V. Um, but I'm a big advocate of the things that he starts to preach, and he's like, man, you, look, if you're on social media, you got to post four times, four four uh, TikToks a day. You got to go on Instagram and post four things on there. Then you got to go back on Facebook and do that. He, he wants this organic thing to be able to grow because you've got an audience, right? And so his biggest thing is like, look, if you get a client right now, right? You get a client, you got that client for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Now their kid grows up. And now they need somebody to go to for whether it's their insurance or something like that or the even maid service, right? They go out, have their own apartment or their own condo or their own home. They say, oh, you know what? Let me use my dad's or my mom's cleaning company. So it's very good to you know to try to keep those clients, you know, in the book and be able to make sure that they're they're continuously using your services over and over and over again from generation to generation. So Gary Vee was big on that. And I, I know that when I read a, a couple of his books, um that it was the biggest thing for me. It's like, you know, go out, you know, buy uh, your domain, you know, buy your name, you know, go out and to whether it's GoDaddy or whatever service, you know, service that you're out there and go go out there and buy your name's website, you know, the Brendan or whatever it is or, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever business name that you have. Go out there and buy that. So at least you can own that. It's cheap. It's like, you know, five, five dollars a month or, or five dollars a year or something like that. I, I don't even know what I pay. But, you know, after reading this book, I went out and bought like six different websites, you know. Because I was just planning for the future. I'm just, you know, I'm paying that. But th- it's just something that I can have so that if I do start a new business, that I have that. And that's, a, and that's exactly what I did for, you know, the uh, uh, WERB uh, Enterprise LLC. You know, I bought that one. You know, I, I bought a couple other ones there. You know, for, for, uh, I have one, too. See, there you go. So and, 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 I did buy one. There you go. See, and that's what you need to do, I mean, right? And so... It's very, very important for you to, uh, to to build for the future and prepare for the future, because maybe you know you have an idea now, but maybe a year from now somebody's got that that same name for that same business, and now you don't. Now you got to come up with some weird name or you know net or you know org or whatever it may be. And you got to change it up because you don't have the, You don't have the opportunity. So it's best for you to take advantage of your opportunities as you have them now and planning now for for the future right yes mm-hmm.
1: i agree
0: very good Absolutely. yeah so so yeah here on the divine apex podcast we are going to dive into several uh several uh, different uh, facets yes and so you know with my background with the, the business uh with insurance uh, we've got the professional maid service. We've got the vending machine business. We can go, you know, and relate to you know, those type of conversations. Um, we're gonna have a lot of uh, guests onto the show as well too. Uh, you know, I've got some buddies who are, you know, in the insurance industry. There's some other buddies that, uh, you know, I've got a buddy that, uh, you know, uh, sold one of his apps to. He it to Spotify. So we're talking about... Uh,
1: the game
0: that got sold? No, we're talking about... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Howard. There we go. So he bought... Or he, he sold... He sold
1: a game. Oh. Like a game.
0: To to who? who was I thought it was Spotify. I too.
1: think it is. Okay. Or iTunes?
0: Or? Something like that. Yeah. He sold a game and, and made millions of dollars off of, uh, off of that, too. So we're going to have him on the show as well, too. to have him talk about... His life and his, you know, his experience while doing that as well too. So, um, so there's a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of value get from our show, and uh, we're excited uh, to have more guests. We're, we're excited to have people call into to the uh, to the show as well and have conversations and questions. Uh, and you know, we're here. We're an open book. We want to make sure that everyone out there uh, gets value from our show gets value from our podcast and be able to take something from it. Well, you know, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are a working father, a single parent, whatever it may be, you know, or, or for my instance, you know, I, I'm going I'm to be a stepdad, and So that's something, you know, where it's a different you know, experience. You're going to be? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm already involved in that lifestyle already, but, you know, it's... <laughs> So if you can play in a pretty, uh, guess,
1: pretty strong step. Uh, i yeah, role. I've
0: been being a real I've been I've been in that, that acting role, right? So I'm, I'm doing pretty good so thus far. But there are uh there's a lot of value that you can get from, from this podcast. And so, you know, we got I got a we got a sports background, we got basketball, we got football, we got the Raiders that are coming here and I got season tickets for that to give you guys the experience inside the stadium. So there's a lot of things that we would definitely appreciate for you, uh, Appreciate for you guys to to be a part of our family here and be a part of this podcast and and make this podcast grow so we can definitely share the love and share more of our experiences out to the world. So, uh, you know, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of that. Brandy, thank you for stopping through and giving us your experience, right? Yeah. Any shout outs out there that you want to give out?
1: No shout outs. No shout outs? Okay. Thank you. There you go. Well,
0: next time. So, but, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that you guys all know, uh, listen out for the Divine Apex podcast, uh, and I'm your host, Brendan Walker. I go also by Brewster702, and you can actually look at all my, my Twitter account, my Instagram, and all my other uh, my TikTok accounts, all at the, uh, the at sign, the Brewster702. So definitely hit us up, give show us some love, and we'll see you again.